0: Walking Between Worlds is produced by Culturebound. Our purpose is to equip people to be effective in a language and culture different than their own. We don't necessarily agree with all the opinions expressed by guests on the podcast, but we highly value the conversation that takes place and we listen carefully to what one another is saying. To learn more about Culturebound, visit our website at www.culturebound.org.
1: Hello and welcome to today's episode of Walking Between Worlds. Today, we are going to be talking about vacation. So I'm your one of your co-hosts, Kylie Trout. I'm also in the studio with Terry Steele. Hey, what's up? And Jacob Huey, as per usual. Hello there. Um, And so today we're going to be talking about vacation, um, the tradition of vacation specifically and how it relates to culture. Um, If you've been following along on social media or with our magazine, um, you'll see... Those are all centered around vacation, too. There's a lot of great free content and interactive stuff you can feel free to take a look at if you have a moment. Um, But today, we're just going to do a quick introduction episode on the topic, define some terms, give you the why behind this series, and give you a sneak peek into what's coming next. So why are we talking about vacation? I think the most obvious reason is that it is that time of year. Um, vacation is something we're all probably thinking about going into the summer months, um, taking time off work, getting all of that scheduled, figuring out what we're going to do. Right. Um, so this is part something that's part of our annual pattern in our culture, and that's relative to the culture that we're in. Right. So you know, in America, we tend to vacation a particular way, do particular activities in a particular time frame. In Canada, or in Mexico, or Latin America, or in Europe, that's probably going to look different. Um, there and there's, you know, hundreds of factors that are going to play into that, right? Um, why else is it important to talk about talk about vacation that relates to culture?
2: Well, it, essentially, when we talk about vacation, it indicates how we see rest. Mm-hmm. Um, we. Uh, A lot of Western cultures tend to be workaholic cultures. Mm -hmm. Of course, you also have that with other Asian cultures as well. There are a lot of them who are driven towards success. Um, And there are a lot of people who will say, I work all year so I can take my two weeks off. Um, There are different principles behind it. Uh, Again, I want to rest or I want to spend time with my family or I've got a cause that I'm going to go towards. Mm -hmm. It used to be we had a lot of people in the 90s who would go out and do social justice or animal activism or whatever they'd work an entire year to save up money to go for three weeks to go do something that they felt was important yeah and so that we would call that vacation we would call it activist vacation but there are so many different reasons for vacation but again the traditional one is rest mm-hmm. in a culture that doesn't do rest well it's a very interesting concept
1: right so and i think along with that things that we do in our free time or our leisure time says a whole lot about what we think and what we value, the whole motivation behind what, why we do what we do. Yep. When we have, you know, all of the opportunities at our disposal, what are we going to choose to do with that? That says a lot about who we are. Yeah. And I want to get back to that topic of we're te- we tend to be bad at rest. We're going to touch on that <laughs> a little bit more because um, there's a lot to, to tear apart there. Um, yeah. And I think, as always, this series is a bit of a self-reflection. Um, we're kind of going to be asking the question, is vacation truly meeting the need that we set out for it to fill? Um, do Like, what is the point of vacation? Are we doing it in such a way that is really benefiting us? Or is it causing us harm? Like, you know, kind of like what you're saying, is it? Is it actually a restful time, or do we tend to spend our free time just working and working and working
2: more? I just have to stress about loading my bag and getting the right clothes and all the extra stuff, and then we got to get the boys packed up. And we're so exhausted by the time we get home, we need a vacation from our vacation, because then we actually have to put all the stuff we got out away. Mm-hmm. And every time you go, why did we do that? Right. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we have to have rest. It's mandatory.
1: Right, but when your rest starts looking like more work than your day-to-day is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Ding, 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 ding. But if we stay around ho- home, then there are all those things that we can do, and so we never get our rest. Right. And that's even during the week. So the number of times that I get to a Saturday, a rest, and have other things I'm doing on that day, and I come away feeling more exhausted, you know, you kind of go, oh. Uh, in fact, I was saying to Mel the other day, I said, I just don't think I've recovered from the, the uh, year of school, of COVID school, mm-hmm. and I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling the way I should in June. And she said, Tara, we're all exhausted. And mm-hmm. you just, at, at this point, we're going, can we just, you know, stay home and sleep in?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <laughs> all of us need a bit of a reset in that way oh my yes
2: for sure I realize I got two months before school starts and I'm going <gasps>
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's a little intimidating
1: yeah definitely so we want to talk about this idea of rest and how what our relationship is like culturally with rest and so with that we talk about vacation and we also talk about um the biblical idea of sabbath um and I know Jacob has a lot to say on that, so um, we'll go into that a little bit. Can you tell us, Jacob, a little bit about what Sabbath is meant to be?
0: So Sabbath is uh, the practice of uh, that is established in the Old Testament, primarily in the books of Genesis, Exodus, and Deuteronomy is where the passages I'm focusing on today, because one of those is creation. God sets a rhythm of working for six and resting on the seventh, so much so that the seventh day then becomes a holy day, mm-hmm. a holy day of rest and uh, of stopping, of ceasing uh, from work. And that's just what it is, not doing any work. Uh, well, it's not just that. Um, there's specific practices mm-hmm. that come with observing the Sabbath. Right, because I hear that, and I'm um, like,
1: oh, you're supposed to just do nothing yeah, on the Sabbath. Yeah
0: it's different than that yeah it's it, the word literally so the word is shabbat um literally to stop or cease um but it's not just um a day where you sleep in watch netflix then go to bed <laughs> mm-hmm. it's in a uh, it's an intentional kind of rest uh, when it's observed um because it's a holy day and so uh in the 10 commandments you then see that reiterated um, in Exodus and again in Deuteronomy when the Ten Commandments are repeated, uh, oh, both adding a different kind of nuance to it, but um, establishing this this practice of uh, not doing any work on the Sabbath, um, almost to enjoy, to partake in the reward of your labor and your partnership with God in that labor.
2: Interesting you use the word Holy set apart Mm -hmm. so it's different than the other days Mm -hmm. um you know judaism christianity are not the only ones that have shabbats Mm -hmm. um but a lot of other ones it's not out of reverence for the lord it's it's not even the presence of rest it is um do this or else god's going to punish you Mm -hmm. take time off or else god's going to punish you and you go that's it's not a day of rest that's not a holy day that's a cursing day um, but the holy day is that, again, God has intended for you the best. Um, so, it, it, but again, it, it, we have made mm-hmm. Sabbath almost, not not necessarily a holy day, but like, I go to church, what do you do? Which is just... Right,
1: lording it over that you're, yes, you're still doing yes, more. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it's... It gets back to the story in Mark, if I can remember the citation. Jesus and his disciples are walking through the field, and the disciples are picking heads of grain, um, which under the strict pharisaical law...
2: This is not the Pentateuch. uh, This is the extra laws, the, the books upon books upon books that the
0: Pharisees and scribes had added to it, correct? Possibly, I think it might be in Leviticus. Okay, I think there might be something in Leviticus about it. Well, then you can always edit that out. Um, but they're going through and they're picking, uh, crane heads, it, yep. and the Pharisees see it, and the way I read it, they kind of think, "Oh, we got them now," because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, yeah. aren't, you gonna, aren't you going to? Aren't you going to do something? <laughs> this is clearly a violation of." Uh, the law, and Jesus responds with, "I thought I would find it by now, but I didn't. <laughs> that was in Mark five, and it's in Mark two, three verses, three chapters off. <gasps> terrible! Wow,
1: it's like you call line,
0: yourself a Bible scholar? Borderline blasphemous. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the Lord, resp- uh, Jesus, is <sighs> awful. So Jesus responds to them saying, like, hey, don't you remember when David was hungry and in need and he still, like, was handed the bread of the presents, which is not lawful, but was did it anyway, and basically, like, no one's punished." And so Jesus then says the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that passage, you get Jesus' supremacy over the Sabbath for one, but you also get the reminder this, that Sabbath is something that was made for us, not something we get to rule over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea of, I don't know, like rest being something that we get to manufacture, I guess, in a way, um, hmm. doesn't quite seem to be there. Hmm. Um, Fascinating. In the sense, because I think about like how it's said, how the commandment is worded in Exodus. Um, but on the se- but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord, your God on it. You shall not do any work you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. So it's for everyone for mm-hmm. one, right? Um, for in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the, se- the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So in even in the explanation for why we have this practice is almost seems to be a an established pattern that the Lord himself set forward for us to follow yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um that the pattern he made ingrained into creation from the very beginning is everything works for six days, and on the seventh everything gets a rest because yeah. even in the verse prior it says, you know you female male servant everyone gets it but also your livestock gets it
1: yeah it also i think establishes a really healthy relationship with our work in that it's not like our work isn't all of our identity and what is the purpose of working through the week if you're Mm. not going to stop and enjoy it you're just working Mm. for the sake of work you're toiling for the sake of toil yep and so that establishes a healthy boundary and a healthy relationship with your work you know I am actually going to take the time to step back, Mm -hmm. make myself separate from my work, and enjoy it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets slightly, the reasoning gets slightly changed in Deuteronomy when the Ten Commandments are reiterated. So it's the same beginning of, you know, it's not the Lord, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant, your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates, that your male servant or your female servant may rest as well as you. Mm. And then the reasoning is changed. You shall remember that you were a slave in this land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out uh, from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Mm. Therefore, Mm. the Lord commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. And so it's almost then the the reasoning again it's changed one to fit the new generation it's speaking to because the generation that this is being spoken to, uh, was the was children in Israel, uh, children mm-hmm. during the time of, of um slavery in Egypt, mm-hmm. and so it's a reminder of remember when you did work for seven days straight almost. Oh, that's the way I view it. It's like, yeah. remember when you did work for seven days yeah. straight and how the Lord brought you out and said, hey, take a whole day off. It's a rescue. Um, It's it's a rescue. It's It's an escape, not an escape, but yeah, it's a rescue from the Lord to follow this rhythm of removing ourselves under Pharaoh and putting ourselves under God. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Great point.
1: So how might this concept of Sabbath relate to our present-day version of vacation?
0: Um,
1: Does it relate? (laughs) Like, do we even have that purpose in mind when we take vacation?
0: I think it depends, (laughs) A, on the culture, Mm -hmm. um, and B, uh, who you are. Um, Because I know growing up, um, for one, our culture, we... (laughs) There's a lot of there's a lot of different factors that play into it. For one, some people take vacation only once a year. Mm-hmm. They take a week off and go camping or something like that. At least that's what happens in the Pacific Northwest. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, we like to camp. <laughs> and so, but that's not the rhythm that's set forward. Then, it's it, it's, it's just it's not. Um. And so there's that factor. And then, so I think there's there's a dissonance between the two because vacation, although set up to be a restful time, is not following the same rhythmic 6 and one day structure that is set forward mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. And even we see that clash with Christian culture, mm-hmm. or at least mm-hmm. Christian culture in the West, and especially in America, it was like... F- Four four or five years ago, that I felt like every major pastor was speaking something about the Sabbath.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Like it was sermon after sermon. I would look on some of my podcasts, and it was it was either a series on the Sabbath or a one off about the Sabbath.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: it was the topic. Yeah, I remember that. And there was books being written by major pastors at the time too about the idea of Sabbath, um, about this, and they tackled it from this idea of an anti american cultural movement um from the Bible, yeah, wow, Terry has a oh, shock yeah. face on him right now <laughs> <laughs> Are um, you talking
1: about garden city and books well there was like garden it.
0: city there's uh the one you read it in let
1: oh um uh uh to hell with the hustle to
0: hell with the hustle and then John- i did not
1: like that book <laughs> but it was I mean it had the same the same theme
0: yeah and then John Marks uh Ruthless and Elimination of Hurry yes that one. um so all yeah and so there's this and there's a f- couple I think there's someone in Australia too that wrote something about it mm-hmm. anywho but um yeah it's and I think that's for me why I've it, we hear stuff like needing a vacation from the vacation we just took. Yeah, because it's not a rhythm. It's a, it's it could be planned out to like the fulls extent, but there's still so much work to do because it's not rhythmatic. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because uh, when you look at the practice of the Sabbath, you made double portions on the sixth day. Why? Because you don't cook on the seventh. Right, and so the sixth day was busier for sure but then you had the rhythmic practice on the seventh day then not having to worry about it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a vacation um especially if you're a parent <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> of young children <laughs> of
0: young children there's it's you're you're on 7 days. Yeah. Hmm. Period. Yeah. Yeah. It's extra. So, I don't know, it, for me like I think vacations could become a way of sabbath. Mhm and sabbath-esque um but seeing what i see in american culture right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's hard to and just hearing people after they come back from vacations more tired than when they left mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i wonder if we're missing the point Yeah, the
1: music for a nice little break <laughs> <laughs> so i'm curious um for us in this room is our are our vacation experiences typically restful speaking from our own experiences do you feel more refreshed or more tired or maybe a mix of both and like what what activities maybe lead you to feel more burnt out afterwards or more rested
0: this is this is the interesting part for me because like last time like. My vacation for the past, I don't know, four, five years maybe has been family camp. The oh, yeah. church's family camp. Oh yeah. For me that's been a restful experience, but that's because uh all I've had to be concerned about was finding someone's campsite to stay on. <laughs> right. And then after that everything else falls into place. They're figuring out food. All I have to do is sh- like, you just have like I chip up. in I chip in some money to help out. With the food and buying food, since they're buying extra for me, but right. even then, I think the, I think that's why family camp is so restful is that you can walk around the loop and either someone's someone's gonna offer food if you're walking around me meal mm-hmm. times, or there's some snacks laying out that you're allowed to take and like, it, it takes all the hassle out of it. Right, and so stuff is just available. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. even during the times that I was working at uh, summer camp. During the times of family camp, that weekend was probably still the most restful, even though I was driving. Oh, gosh, like almost four hours to get to family camp just for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. And so, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where. For me, that is restful mm-hmm. um, because. There is no need for me to be on. All seven days. Right. Mm -hmm. I get to just walk around. I get to just lay in my hammock and read a book or Mm -hmm. take a nap or.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Family camp. I mean, um, I mean, for those of you who don't attend our church, (laughs) Mm -hmm. our most of the families in our church will go and take a week and camp together um, on the coast and just take a week and be together and Mm -hmm. feed each other and go on little adventures with each other. And it's it's the best week. It's like for me, it feels like my new year. Essentially, Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a hard reset for me, um, and I mean that like really literally. Like I get the best sleep when I'm at family camp. Mm -hmm. I like I don't need to take naps in the middle of the day most of the time when I'm at family camp because my body is resetting to its natural rhythm. (laughs) Like I'm going to sleep when it's dark and I'm waking up when when the sun comes up and it's fantastic. Um, and like that was the first time last year when we went. It was the first time I sat down and read and finished a book, and like I'm a very fast reader. I'm a very fast reader. So I sat down and read it. It took me like two Humble days crack. to read.
2: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
1: and it was amazing. Like I and I love to read. I don't usually set aside time for myself to do that. And it mm-hmm. was the most refreshing thing. So for me, that kind of a thing, taking a week, going camping, that was extremely restful. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always been. Um, but then we have things like. um, I don't know, I, like I've ha- I know I've had vacations that haven't been super restful, like like day trips for one, like day trips are exhausting to me. I really enjoy them and they're fun, but I get back and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. there was so much driving, there was so much walking, like, mm-hmm. what it like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, I need to, I need a vacation from this day trip. I don't know.
0: I found also like, what was restful for me too. There was this brief season in my life that during my undergrad studies and my graduate studies, I had a, a gap year. Um, but during that gap year, I was working three part-time jobs. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I always made sure to have Monday off completely. Um, and that was a good day because then I would wake up when I wanted to wake up. I would spend the first hour reading scripture with coffee that I fresh French pressed. And then after that, do something that I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then in the evening, get together with some friends and just have a board game night. Which for me, that is like that's a great day. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a rhythm for a good year. I miss it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was almost a vacation in its way, because I didn't do any work on those days.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, hmm. collectively, that's more sustainable than mm-hmm. working, you know, five or six days out of the week and maybe taking taking a weekend day to get your life together and get prepared for the next week to start yeah yeah, yeah. and it's hard because like I don't know that all of us feel that we have the freedom either economically or some some other reason to to do that mm-hmm. um, you know we have to we still have to make ends meet and you know get ourselves taken care of provide mm-hmm. for our families etc yeah. and there's a lot of pressure on on families on young men specifically to make that happen Mm -hmm. so how do you incorporate sabbath when that's your life when you're constantly in the hustle just to get by
0: yeah and that's that's when sabbath becomes anti-culture in a way yep um even the idea of vacation then becomes an american mindset if you do vacation in a way that actually provides you rest becomes anti-culture. Yep. Um and but the the challenging question against that thought pattern too is when when has the bible and gospel ever gone with culture? <laughs> right. I'm just talking True. like
1: from a from a standpoint of absolute necessity. Like yeah. I'm talking about you know New fathers or single mothers or people who are working three jobs just to keep up just to get by, yeah, there's not the time, there's simply not the privilege of vacation mm-hmm. or taking days off just to take a day off, you yeah. know what I mean, yeah, so how do, like how yeah, you know for some people that's just not their reality
0: I think then is when we start to get to heart of the law versus letter of the law mm-hmm where what helps you create the atmosphere of Sabbath, even if it's not for a day? Hmm. What gets you close to that point? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, during my studies, I'm pretty busy. My schedule's filled up, and I can't take any time off of work because I need every hour I can get or that I can fit in. Right. But the area that I didn't bend on was just one hour. In the week. And that was the hour, no, sorry, it's two hours, but I played Ultimate Frisbee. Mm -hmm. Those two hours were my two hours of rest. (laughs) That I can't do any work. I can't even think about work. And I'm just hanging out with people, Mm -hmm. playing something that I love. For other people, it's more tricky. Even now, like, I am finding out that I'm far more of an introvert than I thought I was a couple (laughs) of years ago. And I need my alone time. Sometimes the only time I could find that alone time is at one in the morning. (laughs) I know a lot of people that relate to that and And, will stay up because
1: it's the only time they have to control and use how they want to use.
0: Yeah. And so there are times where, like, that's how it's happened during the summer is that as I plan my wedding with my fiance and um, keep up with work in other regards. It's like okay, I, I'm not a morning person, so doing it, waking up earlier is not the answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good but to staying know. up later mm-hmm. is because for me that's no problem, mm-hmm. and so midnight to one a.m. Um, or two a.m. Sometimes, that's my window. <laughs> mm.
1: Um. Oh yeah, that sounds that sounds familiar. I know a lot of people that. Take advantage of those couple of hours because it is literally the only time in their schedule they have to control for themselves. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And so it's crazy to think about it, but some like because rest, especially in American culture, is so anti-culture, Yeah, you you almost there's a degree of sacrifice that's involved to find that rest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you let the culture sweep you up, you're never going to find the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and
1: I also think there is a degree of sustaining and provision, prov- like provisional sus- sustenance mm-hmm. for those mm-hmm. when they are in a season where they cannot rest. Yeah. Um. Like I think of um when my mom was single and working all of the time,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like just the season that my family was in, mm-hmm. like the only way that we got through that was because the lord sustained her (laughs) like that was like you know point blank that was it yeah um and so when you're in that kind of a situation like you may not be able to you know take a whole day off or even find that hour of respite yeah but there is sustenance provided to you and i think of the the women who ran we had a garage sale that went on on our church the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. there were a couple of women who put it on one of them was having issues with her shoulder um they were both older and so they weren't necessarily in the best physical health to make that happen mm-hmm. but god sustained them to complete that mm-hmm. task they were working nonstop stop for like three weeks Yep, it was incredible i've never seen something like yeah. that be pulled off it was amazing yeah and so there's there's that balance of both like yes sabbath is important rest is absolutely necessary mm-hmm. and yet god is so powerful that he will sustain us when we when we need it
0: yeah and even then. In that moment, that's still Sabbath esque. Right. I would exactly. say in a way, it's a because reliance. Th- your mom and those women had a full reliance mm-hmm. on the Lord's energy to sustain them, not yep. their own. Yep. And the Lord's guidance in order to figure out if they needed to take rest or not. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of that, as someone who has seen very close up. Of the reverse of that, when someone tries to work seven days without sustain on the Lord's stability mm-hmm. and the Lord's energy, mm-hmm. they end up losing the very thing they try providing for. Mm-hmm. So, as the one Father amongst us, and a f- uh, uh, you know.
2: well, and and no, I mean the three. It was it was Take a joke. Him. Yes, but was it a good joke? Oh, I thought so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, as a father who's not just a father, but a father of two autistic boys, you're never not on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, w- w- there was a, a, a weekend about a month ago and then a middle of the week last week where Mel just said, my wife just said, can I get away? And one of her friends has a beach house. And so I said, go, leave, be gone. And then the other one was uh, a women's treat. And I'm like, go, go. Because every night at 11 o'clock, she gets up to check Josh's blood sugar. That's not just autism, that's diabetes on top of that. Mm -hmm. So we never get good sleep. So one of the first things I said is, Mel, you need to go because you need to get a full night of rest. She came back and was refreshed. Mm -hmm. We can do that for one another. And so that was a gift of Sabbath for her. But when we talk about Sabbath, Mel and I are really honest about the fact that we probably don't do Sabbath the way it's supposed to be done Mm -hmm. because we can't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't have the ability to just stop being parents of Josh and Sam. So for us, different Mm -hmm. is a rest. You know, I'm not sitting in front of my computer uh, writing papers all day. I take time to sit down and read or Mm -hmm. to watch a show on Netflix or Disney Plus or something like that or to play games with the boys yeah. it, just
1: having a break from the norm
2: it's having a break from the norm mm-hmm. and then we've talked we're, we're not able to do a full week out uh of just uh, right now what we're doing vacation long week vacation is not going to happen but we're doing um outings uh with the boys so we'll go to the coast uh for oh, we will drive to the coast we'll take some time there and drive back so mm-hmm. the boys can sleep in their own bed and that's they don't do well outside of their own routine. Um, but there is something to be said for, for honoring a time to try something different. That being yeah. said, I also know that things like naps have become very important to Mel and me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why, because we close our eyes and say, for this hour, we're just going to let someone else help with the boys. And someone always does. And then we just, you know. Um, it's, it's a difficult job, um, but we wouldn't change it for the world. Mm -hmm. It's just that we recognize that with Josh and Sam, it's a challenge.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. So as we wrap up for today, um, looking ahead for the rest of the series, we're going to be talking about, um, some cross-cultural examples of vacation. Um, What does vacation tend to look like in other places that have different annual patterns, or Um, different reasons for taking a vacation or just vacation just looks different the things that we're doing the activities that we seek out they just look different culturally Yep. Um, we're gonna compare and contrast some of those things with American patterns in particular Um, so we'll take an episode talking about that and then we'll do a brief conclusion and move into our next topic but um, we hope you will join us for the rest of this series it's going to be pretty interesting I think um, and really self-reflective on why do we do what we do and is it working for us? So um, make sure you tune in to the rest of this series. So again, thank you for listening and joining us today. Um, as you know, Walking Between Worlds is produced by Culturebound. Um, we provide culture and language training for interaction and connection, specifically for those working um, with a people group or in a culture that is different from their own. If you would like to find out more about Culture Bound, you are free to visit our website. That is at culturebound.org, and you'll find the courses we have there, information on those courses, and um, you'll also see an opportunity to become a donor. Um, we are able to provide this podcast for free and our courses at an affordable rate um, because of our donor base, and so if you wish to be part of that, if this is... Um, you know, content that you really enjoy and want to see continue through the future, um, please consider in prayer um, donating to our ministry. Um, you can find more information about that on our website. If you'd like to stay up to date with what CultureBound is doing, with what Walking Between Worlds is doing, um, you can follow us on most social media platforms where we are posting daily. You can find us on Facebook. Um, and then our handles on Instagram and Twitter are both cultureboundorg. Also, this podcast is designed to be a conversation, um, and we would love for you to join in on that. So if you have any questions, comments, observations from your own experience that you would like to contribute, we would love to hear about it, um, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Um, so send us an email at podcast at to join in on the discussion. So thank you again for listening, and we will see
2: you next week.